Pickaxe. Howdy, everybody out there. Uh, we're doing this again. We're, we're still getting the hang of what people can do in this recording software. And Canadian internet is a little, a little lagging behind American internet, but we're going to, we're going to work on it. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm usually the Dungeon Master, but tonight I get to have the honor and privilege of speaking with Group Vanguard for the very last time. Uh, and uh, let's start with James and go around the table. Hey, I'm Faceless Canadian James, and uh, I have bad internet. I also play Guy's Reign, uh, the human druid on Team Vanguard. And Ryan? Hey, everyone. I'm Ryan, and I played Yegman, the gnome paladin. Do I hear microwave chicken in the background? My timer went off. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no! I thought you just gave up. It's like, fuck it. Let's just put it in the microwave. This isn't even food anymore. Let's go. <laughs> I, I thought that was in my house, but there's no reason it would be. So, That's weird. That's so I Apologies. thought it was in my too. No, Apologies. you're fine. <laughs> Look, these are this is an informal gathering. We're we're kind of in our off season and yeah. Uh Lisa. Hey, I'm Lisa and I played Vela Nimblehoof, the Minotaur Rogue, and also Prata, the Tabaxi Ranger. And Susan. Hey, I'm Susan and I played Yalna Elry, the Quar Artificer. And the chicken king of Los Angeles. Barack! Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work that in your new character now. That's our five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Staying. Uh, I'm Ian. I played uh, Corvus Eben, the human cleric. And then Demigod. Uh, yeah, we... Man, I think... Let's kick it off with this. Okay. How do you guys feel about your particular ending? And I know it's kind of weird to start this, uh, this, this talk off with the end. Uh, but like, how do you guys feel about the general, like how things wrapped up? Was it satisfying to you? Did you, did you hope for more? Uh, you know, were you expecting everything to be tied up in a nice, neat bow? I was terrified that it was going to be a fight. That's kind of what I, I. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be for the longest. Like, yeah, I didn't expect there to be so much talking because, like, I not. I didn't expect you to approach it uh, diplomatically, and I think if it were like episode three and you guys did that, it might be different. Yeah, I yeah, think possibly. Yon- kick the shit out of us so at that point we're like no no more fighting <laughs> yeah I, I think that that's what it was is by, so by that time i mean we had what like an infection we were attacked by leeches we had two yeah. almost party wipes we had a death in the party and that was all within like in game was it like a, a week or two yeah. Um, not very long. Le- yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, I, I think yeah. that that was kind of like the bigger thing, kind of going into these negotiations. Well, that was all before meeting two demigods. So we're gonna say James. Like all of that was before meeting two demigods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, yeah, it was pretty much guaranteed I- <laughs> to get annihilated if we did have to fight them. But we were at the end anyway, so 
I mean, <laughs> yeah. could have gone down in a blaze of glory. I don't know. I feel like you guys had the reason I wanted to bring it up. So of the four groups, I feel like yours ended the most open. Like it was a, it was a very like, yes, like this is where the chapter ends. But this group mm. is very much not done. Right. There was so much yeah. more because mm. most of your backstories yeah. were off continent. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, like we were not going to get to them on Kian. Gaius is like number one with a bullet. Uh, in my memory, it's like, we're not going to wrap any of that backstory up here. Um, yeah. We got, I, I think we got more closure for Gaius than what I thought we were going to get. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think a lot of listeners, not a lot of listeners, but there were some listeners that were disappointed that we didn't, when we don't end every story thread. Yeah. And I kind of look well, at it like co- a comic book continuity where it's never really over if we're doing these characters justice. I don't know how you guys feel about it though. Yeah. I'm, I'm right on that train of thought. I mean, it felt like this was the story that was to be told as far as, you know, the, the transition between the old and the new gods. I I think like, like this is one of those, it seems like years in the future, this would be one of those like, creation stories this is this has to do with you know the the creation of the gods and how you know words started to spread and i think that for what the purpose was i think it served its purpose yeah yeah i i i mean i agree with the with both of you i i think like it felt it felt like we were just getting started to me like i felt like Oh, we're, we're just getting like the story is just now beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and even when we like started out that session, uh, Jason, you were like, Oh, it might be the finale. We don't know, like, but it could happen. And, Mm -hmm. and and I was like, Oh, that like, huh. I, I, like, I feel like we're, we're, we've got a whole lot more track to lay because yeah, yeah, there, it would be nice to like, it would have been nice to like touch on Mm -hmm. some of those character things. But I think at the end of that session, I was like, Oh yeah, that's a nice place to end. Like that's a nice encapsulated <laughs> story the prologue that we told. Is finished. Yeah, yeah, and like it's a ch- it's the end of a chapter and it like and I felt that. I was like, "Oh, that's the end of the chapter." That feels that felt nice the way that that went down. Even if there's more story to tell. Right, it's kind of tough to like you don't want it to go on and on like a like a like a bad guitar solo that it's like it's minute three and it's like we're just still going so i don't like obviously in r3 we kind of ended things abruptly because we wanted all four or all yeah all three groups to like boom stop simultaneously and uh i didn't want to do that with four but i also didn't want one group to just stretch out uh, you know into oblivion you guys had a mission you completed that mission Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's it's like if the x-men go out and it's like okay we're supposed to stop Sabretooth. that doesn't mean wolverine's wrapped up all of his past and we're done yeah. with that now yeah. we just go on to the next thing so like i would very much like to catch up with these groups and like see how they fit in going forward like what is what's their new mission like what you know do they stay together do you know speaking of that like you keep bringing up comic book references, and I see this group being like the Avengers. 
Okay. <laughs> I see that happening because there's like three demigods on our group. And then <laughs> I see like uh, Yalna being like the, the smart one or the like the here's our next mission and here's the plan. And But she could also develop an Iron Man because she does have the Iron Man gun. <laughs> <laughs> She's totally sorry for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Yegman's definitely Captain America. Oh, are we gonna have our civil war? <laughs> you need more members. Let's get more members. Like when we, yeah, about twenty more. Catch up with them. It'll be a fifteen-person party. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what we set out to do: is to go find you know the other demigods and then start to spread yeah. the word. So I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no telling. Kind of you know, if we went to this group, you know, a year and then five years, like what? the possibilities could be, you know, we could have our own, our own force. We could have our own new church. Who knows? <laughs> well, we kind of were setting that up. Cause that, I mean, that's what Yegman, that, yeah. that was kind of like his whole thing is like, which I thought was really cool. Like that, that it turned out that way that, that you became that sort of like mouthpiece. And we had that mm-hmm. very diplomatic meeting in Yegman like brought it. And I thought that there was even like a little bit of darkness to Yegman's message mm-hmm. where, cause yeah. it was like, I am bringing you the, the way that the new gods work and the old gods have abandoned us. They suck. They have, they're like, they have, <laughs> they have failed us. They failed everything. And like, and I, when you started like going into that, I was like, Oh damn, like this definitely yeah. hit Yegman hard. And like, this is a little yeah. dark. That, <laughs> well, that's like where message like, of the new world. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's where I wanted it to kind of come from for Yegman because him going into this whole deal of like okay well we're gonna help you with these demigod situation was the fact that he would be able to talk to his basically his dead wife mm-hmm. and all that's stripped out so he can't talk to his dead wife he can't talk to his dead kid like <clears throat> that side's gone all he has is his party and gaius and that that, that that's it so it was, it was definitely much of a transition from him of like okay well i'm basically you know, the faithful, no matter what's going to happen, you know, here's my smile. I'm going to keep chugging on to, well, I'm going to keep chugging on, but fuck them. I don't have to be happy about it. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I still got to find joy in something, but that's no longer my joy. I thought it was very cool to see because the, the, the new God stuff has affected uh, all the groups in some way, but I think some characters, obviously, like you said, it hit them harder. And it was kind of nice to see that in real time that it, basically the gods moved and didn't leave a forwarding address yet. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, shit. So, like, have I wasted my life? Like, follow mm-hmm. it. You know, it, it's it's a it's this again, historically, I think this is going to be a huge turning point where. Maybe tons of people just lose their faith. They don't believe in the new gods because it's like, yeah, well, what if they disappear just like the the old ones did? What if, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. there's a hell of a lot that we get to tackle in Arc 5 now that we've set up and I'm yeah. super excited about it. Going back to basically this mission, mission starting and you guys going to Kian, mm-hmm. one, I feel like we did a good job of making making the continent feel inhospitable. 
<laughs> just downright yeah. Yeah. fucking mean. And it should have been. And it's it's yeah. like we didn't even have to tackle cold because you guys immediately it's like, OK, layers, let's do that. And in D&D <laughs> rules, it was like, yeah, well, now you don't get cold anymore. And it's like mm, this cortex would be different, but whatever. Like. There was plenty of other things that were like the continent was trying to reject you like a like an organ Mm -hmm. that didn't take. Right. Yeah. How was it, Susan, to play one of the choir? Like, do you feel like it was it comfy? Did you because Brian on the discord was asking, basically, it's like, did you need coaching? Did you was it basically like you pick it up and go with it? Like, what's the process of playing something that isn't in the D&D books? It was, okay, you gave this very small snippet about them when they were, all the new races were announced. It was mm-hmm. like uh, for Quar, you gave analytical, intelligent, um, society, like their whole society is about making the society better. And I, I went with that. And then I was like, hey, Jason, do you mind if I ask you some questions? And you're like, yeah, hit me up. And then I sent you like 10 page thing of going tell me the every detail of their society down to <laughs> what is their like holiday system in i'm getting ready to do that for ian and Bree. so like i here's the thing look <laughs> i've been friends with kelsey for years nothing you do <laughs> you're not even gonna get close like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was you gave me a lot of uh, I I had a lot of control over what could what the outcome was, mm-hmm. and you let me roll with it. But I also made sure to ask you questions before I was like, "Hey, I could, I think my character is going to have two dads. Is that okay in this society? Yeah, who cares? I'm like, cool, okay, <laughs> stuff like that. I, that's another thing where there's a tough line to walk, right? Um, just like ending, like, where do you end an arc? Like, where do you, cause you want to make sure everyone gets some stuff in, but you don't want it to go too long where it's just like Peter's out and you don't want to end too early, but where it's like Halo two, where it's just like, okay, now yeah. we get, eh, never mind. Like you just yeah. stop. So I, that I've learned over the years. It's like, sometimes I'm too loose with stuff. I think Kaluna is the perfect example of like, we don't have any other representation for Wilden mm-hmm. uh, or Finale now. Uh, so like, I, there's nothing to compare it to. So it was so mm-hmm. loosey goosey that everyone just kind of assumed, oh, that's how they all are. And it's like, nope, that's totally different. That's a, that's a, you know, so that's before I kind of like coached people and let them know it's like, this is what their society is like while letting them, actually have a personality and be their own because like Mm -hmm. obviously there's gonna be outliers like if duncan was the only dwarf anyone had ever seen they're gonna like oh i guess they're i guess that's how they are in this universe and like it's 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 tough to do that when you're playing something that's a little rarer or like hasn't been represented on the show or doesn't come from any of the books at all Mm mm-hmm Let's talk. Let's talk about the city of song. Cause at first I was a little bummed that you guys didn't get to explore it. And then you kind of came back and kind of got to like, do you feel like 
you have a good picture of what the city is in your head? Do like, I'm kind of interested to hear everyone's take. Cause like, unlike Brightport, which we've been to a million times and there's maps and everything like that, Sant has very little like coverage other than being a blip on like the continental map. Yeah. How about Lisa? My, Lisa hasn't had a chance to speak. That's what I was just saying. I was like, I'm imagining like a dome city, you know what I mean? Like everything is like domed and vaulted. And then you talk about like these warm artificial lights, you know? So I'm, I'm picturing almost like a, almost like an industrial elves kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like very alien, but also natural kind of thing. Yeah. So to me, that's kind of how I pictured it. And then it's like, it goes not necessarily sprint branching outward, but more like down you know, kind of into the ground was how I kind of pictured it. Cause there were lots of like multi layers, you know, the shops were on like the top layer and maybe residences were on the bottom, you know, like a fancy mall. Kind of. <laughs> I, I was thinking like something like that, but I, I thought it, that was my, it came on it, it, to, to me. It was like um, one of the mega structures, like from you know, like dread or something without the dystopian oh. layer. I was just of, saying, yeah. Okay. Without all the yeah. drug use and the, yeah. <laughs> then the but murder. Like some, something that's like it, you know, that has like an open plan kind of feel to it. Yeah. And a dome and like, it sort of like built up on, onto itself and had this sort of like wide communal feel to it. But I remember you mentioned it was like very um, sterile too, almost. So it was like, so yeah, it would be like um, uh, I almost think of like a, yeah, like Camino, like Camino from Star Wars, oh, where yeah, all yeah, the clones, yeah. mm-hmm. but like it, you know, like in some kind of structure, like Lisa was mentioning, like sort of like stacked oh. up on top of itself, kind of. That's actually a really good comparison. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Just that's full what of I was trying to get to the mental image that popped in my head. I forget what Fallout game it is. But the game where you're like your kids taken at the very beginning and you basically are chasing four. them down is a four. Yep. Four. The so the, at the the institute at the, the very institute. end, how everything's kind of like pristine, very white, metal, yep. clean. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's the feeling yeah. that I was getting from everything. Like there's always going to be a hallway that leads somewhere. You know, there's always yeah. going to be, you know, no matter what corridor that. and room you go down, there's going to be people researching or looking into something, breaking something down, building something. Like, that's kind of what it felt to me. One of the cool things is now you're going to have a society of people solving the litter box issue because uh, you you can't <laughs> have a contained dome city riddled Oopsies. with litter boxes. Yeah, no, they, we're going to like – whatever the solution is, they're going to get on it because that Magic. will not stand. Yeah. <laughs> Automatic litter boxes. <laughs> yes. It reminds me. Okay. It's like, it's like, okay, here's how I was living before Ellen Bree. And then it's like now 15 pets. It's like, there's hair on everything. <laughs> like that wouldn't have, when I was living in Magneto's prison cube, that would not have flown. Like I, you know, but mm-hmm. now we have a Luna. So <laughs> I just yeah. imagine that over time they teach the cats to use like, r- like toilets. They're like, no, no, this is not feasible <laughs> in the long term. You <laughs> either just, go outside or you use this running water. <laughs> you just breed them to be hypoallergenic. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I glad that they never like- pinned it on Yegman. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more about 
putting out the fire first. And then, yeah. like, it's like, okay, how do we Where fix this? Yeah. yeah. And I think Yolna told her dads about the, the, the rod. So. I was kind Someone of wondering if to explore more of that, the sphere of subreality. Me too. I was a little apprehensive yeah. about it. I was like, oh no, I hope this thing doesn't go off. But as soon as cats showed up, I was like, <laughs> I want to see I want to see it happen all the time. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what, that was one of the things I remember Jason talking about, like, well, there's there's a lot of different possibilities, a lot of good, a lot of bad somewhere in the middle. Like, it, it's just one of those things. Ryan loves the idea. But I think that one of the things of like, I'm trying to picture like in Yegman's shoes of like he's in the middle of a fight. He goes to use this great spear. Now there's a mountain of cats. I'm not touching that thing anymore. When you're asking me about it, I feel like, okay, so we have the Rod of Wonder and that's me. No, please, James. Oh no! I was just uh, just gonna say, like Yegman's attitudes seem pretty, uh, you know, YOLO. Um, no, it just it seemed like he, you know, didn't have much to lose, and and he was very uh, quick to make rash decisions. At one hundred percent. I, I feel like the mountain of cats was one that was like definitely neutral. Like it's not good or bad. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a cat, like it's just, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, I wanted to put a bunch of shit on there. That's just like, <laughs> just ridiculous. Like, it's like, why? Yeah. Like it's not, it, no one created this with the intention of it being like used for good or ill. Like it wasn't meant to do this it, it's just kind of like it's a bug not a feature so like i like mm-hmm. i would have loved to i mean you know me i love tables like i would love to show that off all day but not can to say we, we can't come back to it could it could we like do some roles right now and see what if oh yes Ooh. yes please because you know okay so it we can do it for the listeners you know yegman's still using it it's probably not <laughs> as often. Absolutely. Uh, fine. I'll give you guys. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Fine. Twist the knife. Let me break out my I've got tables. dice if you, if you, if you, if you need, Ooh, need a yes. dice roll. Wait a minute. Everyone in this call's got dice? Whoa. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hanging out with nerds this whole time. I can put on a shelf and stack behind me. (laughs) Whoa. Mine's across the room. I'll use virtual dice. Virtual dice. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) So that's one of those things where I started expanding the list immediately. (laughs) Oh, man, I got another stupid idea. Like, it's, you know, stuff like the cat thing is more the norm than, like, you cast fireball. It's like, yeah. Yeah. The dice are ready. All right, I'm going to give each of you one roll. <laughs> yeah, nice. And then we look it up, what, and yeah. What are we rolling? D20s? It's going to be a D100. D100. Oh. D100. So again, change things, swap things out, all kinds of stuff. So like, anytime something's rolled, I get rid of it and put a new thing in, which 
Well, that's one down. <laughs> we didn't really get a chance to like play with it a lot, but uh, I think Ryan should kick us off considering. Uh, I rolled a 13. Oh, lucky number 13. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me pull up my, uh, my spreadsheet. Could you do me another favor? Absolutely. Could you roll two d20s? <gasps> <Ooh. laughs> uh, 14 and 20. Okay. So 34 gorillas are going to spawn <laughs> within a 20 foot circle around you. And as soon as oxygen touches them, they immediately burst into flames and they are very upset about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Where were we when this happened? (laughs) This is the Yeti fight. As long as there's no oxygen around, then it's fine. (sighs) Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> Monkey fire. That's the. Monkey fire. <laughs> that is the uh, I bet it smells wonderful. Oh, oh yeah. God. Ooh. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> cool. Okay, who wants to go next? Me. I will. Oh, Lisa. Oh, okay. Jim. No, oh, Lisa. sorry. Ian, go. No, you. <laughs> My God, you're also right. polite. Okay, all right. All right, all right. Here okay. we go. Do 100. 65. <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, what was the number? 60? Six, 65. 65. Huh. Okay. So this one falls more on the bad end of the... the, the but this is just because. Uh, so... A 100-foot cube of briny salt water is going to instantly materialize around you. Now, that is going to come crashing down, obviously, uh, because of gravity and whatnot. So two things are going to happen. One, you'd have to do a check to not get swept away. Uh, And two... The water is going to come crashing down at 0.5 times the speed. So there's a risk of <laughs> drowning. Oh, no. <laughs> Where did this cube come from? Like, I, it's just like sucked out of the some universe. Like, yeah. I imagine it's like, boom, you crit and then just water, just everywhere. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> Uh, God, being that, wet in, in on Kien's probably not great either. <laughs> Dude, that's if you yeah. get oh. out of the water. That's terrifying to me. It's just yeah. like, what if you're in, like oh, you're yeah. fighting, like you're breathing heavily. You're like, it's like, oh no, like you just, yeah. I don't like it. Uh, James. Sure. Is there a big delay on my voice? Give me D D100. There's absolutely a big delay on your yeah, voice. Yeah, there is. Okay. Like up to five seconds. Yeah. 82. All metallic objects 
studs, rivets, swords, hammers, anything. Turn into jellyfish. (laughs) (laughs) So the way this works is uh it, it it's it's by volume so like if you have a big long sword you get a big long jellyfish little studs and rivets on your armor tiny jellyfish and then your armor falls apart so basically in an instant we're surrounded with jellyfish the rest of like the leather stuff all falls to the ground and we're just mm-hmm. left with whatever clothes happen to be underneath your armor yeah, like if you're so wearing like if you're wearing like chainmail, just thousands of little jellyfish. <laughs> little hooks embedded in your flesh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tiny jellyfish like little, now embedded they're, in they're, your they're, flesh. They're, they're, they got like a monkey in a barrel thing where they're all their tentacles are just kind of in, you know, so just yeah. <laughs> I'm real glad we didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a battle too. I mean, oh my god. All your gear, everything gone. Yeah. It sounds like I should not be using this spear. There's, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, yeah it's just, <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, da, da. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I'm gonna use it. <laughs> Lisa, your turn. Yes. Okay. Seventy-four. Oh, I wish I had this memorized. Really? How could you? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, I have to consult the table. What a failure. And it's like, that's ridiculous. How many times is this going to come up? How many tables you have? Yeah. I, uh, ooh. Okay. So this is good. Okay. Three things are going to happen. And I swear there's a good thing in here. Just get ready for it. All non-organic solids are now going to turn into a liquid. In the, and the world? same thing goes. Yeah, no, 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 no. Within a within a hundred foot radius, <laughs> okay. and all non-organic liquids are going to instantly turn into a solid. Hmm. All metal you are carrying turns into solid gold. Ooh, okay. Not good for good fighting, after a fight, but not in good. A- yeah, no. Yeah. Again, it's it's like that. That's great if you can like take your fifty pound armor, bring it back, and it's like here's fifty pounds of solid gold. I want to buy new armor, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't mind the dents in it. <laughs> yeah, I was just imagining like you're swinging a sword, and all of a sudden it's gold, which is super soft and pliable. Yeah. Like, wow, fuck. If Minecraft taught me anything. Susan yeah okay so I like to think in my comic book uh, canon these are all adventures we've been on yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah all problems and there's a story told about each one of these I'd like to get individual splash pages of the group just like one shot dealing with each one it's like (laughs) (laughs) oh yes it needs to be in like a cartoon strip form Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, I got 37. I don't know if that's been done. Sounds familiar. We had 13. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I need you to give me a D6, please. 
Oh, I got one of those in front of me. Oh, oh good. So this will decide. Very loud. Okay, this will decide what body part. Oh, God. Three. Three. Okay. So everyone <clears throat> uh, within a 30-foot sphere instantly grows wings. Fully Ooh. functioning, uh, fully functional wings that are proportionally sized to the individual, uh, oh, and then wow. there's like a, then there's like a, a list of different kind of wings: bat wings, dragon wings, angel wings, that type of thing. Uh, moth oh. wings, like yeah. I want Yegman as a big boy to have like little tiny wings on his back. <laughs> <laughs> so like. That would be complicating in D&D, but basically you just have infinite flight. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so see, good stuff's on there. Yeah. yeah. There's just Sounds a lot cool. of weird and bad stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So as long as we're talking about it, there's one where a pirate ship spawns from a different dimension and is dry docked now and is just full of like ghost pirates and treasure and like uh, a map containing like it's ah that's so cool anyway we'll never see it so uh (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have a reunion episode at one point and yeah uh, yeah yegman's gonna use it just stay (laughs) outside 30 feet away from him (laughs) yeah at all times or 100 feet yeah so we were talking about new adventures do you guys think you'd go pursue the whole new gods thing and, and check that out? Or so you mentioned, you also mentioned like finding other demigods. Mm-hmm. They that's, can't. That's, that's what, yeah. It, it can't be all as smooth as the first two, right? There's gotta be like, yeah. I guess ratio wise, how many of them do you see being violent or, not cooperative. Well, I figured less than half. Mm-hmm. But like I, I figured, you know, some people would give us the time of day and at least have a conversation. We'd get blown off. You know, we'd we'd get a little bit of everybody, uh, I figured. But as far as like the ones that would kind of like join us or meet us in a place to kind of help out or whatever that may be, I figured it was significantly less than half. That's probably really a safe assumption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how many there are. How many are. are locked up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how many there are versus how many are put away? It's not like there's a ton of them, but uh, th- you're talking in the dozens. Like it's okay. there. There. There are enough of them that could cause uh, complications. Mm-hmm. What about Corvus? How do you think Corvus would act as like he develops these powers and stuff? I think he I think he would grow into them. I think yeah. that was yeah, like I think that uh I think Corvus would try and and do the most good that he could with them. And I think like he would, I think I, I, I think in the 
character arc, like he got a little bit more confidence or just a little bit more like self-assurance of, of himself. And I, I can only see that con- that continuing as he gets more experience and travels with more people. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think he would grow into it. I don't know what he would be a demigod. I, I'm, I was never sure like what he's a demigod of, though. Um, it seemed like healing and 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 sort of like bolstering the 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 power the magic that that he already had, which seemed very appropriate. It's weird because you didn't you didn't necessarily come from a god. It was more bestowed upon you, and it's just weird transitional period. It seemed like it was like like Corvus is a nurturing person. So it just like, it's like, well then here you go. Like that type of thing. But there also might be a flip side of it because the God of life and death are one thing now. So there might be a flip side to it where you just find out mid combat, maybe that, you know, and then here's a thousand razor blades. Like it's something like that. Like buttons. Like I, yes, yeah, oh, yeah. they're in the mouths of cats running towards you. Like it's, oh, no. you know, I mean, I think I like, I, I thought about it a lot, but like when we in between sessions and stuff of like what that was going to be. And like poetically, I, I was always I was always thinking like, oh, poetically, it would be nice if he became like a, a demigod of death or or after, you know, the life afterwards or something like that. Um, but uh, but I but I I really like the way that it sort of like manifested, especially in the last episode. That was really nice. Yeah. Healing, um, healing Gaius and and sort of like tying tying that together. I mean, we might be finding more out about the afterlife soon. Who knows? Who knows? I have one last question for you guys because it was emailed. And uh, this one is just a stir shit. But, like, I got to ask. Okay. Going around the table one by one. They want you to take the character you were last playing. Pick another member of the cast and their last character and tell me why you would beat them in a fight. (laughs) I would like to start with James. Okay. (laughs) Um, can't be someone in your group. It's got to be in another group. In another group. Oh, another group. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. From arc, from the last arc. Yep. Why Gaius would beat another character from another group. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't play Gaius very well. I mean, he has immobilization spells that he can use. Um, I don't know who, who, who relies on their swiftness. I, I have my answer and it's mean. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Go. Yeah. 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 I think that's, I think that was the intent of the email. So just know that I will be taking snippets of this and putting it up online to taunt other people. Oh, okay. 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 Just to, yeah. I think my character 
could beat Val's character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Um, first, if we're just doing this role play... You're a better role she's player. You nice. heard Susan say it. Like it was. No, like no, no, no. She's too nice. <laughs> yeah. Her character's too nice. Uh, so I could snipe her. <laughs> um, that's the other thing. I have a lot of ranged attacks. And I feel like um, most of uh, her attacks were. She, she didn't have a lot of offensive spells. So she had to rely on weapons and get close. And a lot of her spells were helpful and healing. So. We'll take that, Valerie. Now you know. That's <laughs> And Val, I know you could take it. I love you. She called me old on my birthday. <laughs> She's been calling me old Shit. since she met yeah. me. Yeah. Like she a... told me that I was officially old on my birthday. So oh, here guess what? Like she's here's the thing. She's in college now. She's she's gonna look up like one of these years and go, Oh, like she's not <laughs> she's not the youngest demographic anymore. <laughs> She'll be working at a job real soon and realize I was 17 yesterday. They were mocking yeah. me for being too young. Then we're going to make fun of her for getting a hip transplant. Like it's going to happen. Like it's just, it's, it's <laughs> 10 day. But I love you, Val. If you're listening. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Ryan. <laughs> Uh, so I got to admit, I pulled a Rob this arc. I didn't listen to any of the other groups. I feel like everyone got really busy this arc. And what I'd like to it, do, yeah. I think with the streams and stuff for arc five, it'll be easier for people to like commune mm-hmm. and like watch stuff. Yeah. That's just me though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's like my entire, I mean, especially with COVID hitting and everything else, like I was listening on my commute and all my commutes gone and my commute turned into just extra working hours. So yep. like oh, that, God, <laughs> that's pretty much what it turned into. So I was, you know, went from an, you know, basically an eight hour work day plus commute to now like a nine and a half hour work day. Yeah. Uh, Podcast industry is doing great. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I'll fully admit that I didn't get to listen to the other groups, but I know Yegman would have the confidence to go up with anyone. Oh, toe to toe with anyone. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh now you're taking. So I, so here's what we got to do. And this is a slight penalty for not having listened to the show. You have to pick a <laughs> cast member and say why you'd beat their ass. Basically like you, okay. you know, uh, <laughs> because you don't know what they rolled up, but it's like just knowing blah, blah. I take up. I can take on Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> I might still give the. I might. I might still give the edge to Karen. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Karen's got more reach than you think you should have. Like, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Lisa, that's so funny because I was just thinking. I was like, you know, honestly, I think. Prata. I mean, I we didn't really get to do battle with Prata, you know. But she was a ranger. I think she had like ensnaring strike and kind of like um, uh, James. You know, she had a few like trapping abilities. So I honestly, I was kind of thinking Delphine because I can't really remember what she did besides kind of lead in battle. You know, I don't remember her hitting very often. So I was like, I feel like she could go toe to toe with Delphine a little bit. Man, but I'm trying to remember. 
Calling out Karen. Yeah, this episode. The, I know. I love you, Karen. <laughs> Do you know what I liked? I liked that that was analytical backdoor shade where it was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think and I don't remember Karen hitting anything. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very. Like, well, it was like Mandy turned into a rock, but. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think I was trying yeah. to think. See, I, was I, just, like, I called out Karen because of the, the next arc. Oh, yeah. okay. you really want to make sure that there's a good Rocky relationship heading in? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I should change it because her and I are playing together. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ian. Uh, I mean, role play wise, I don't think Corvus could willingly hurt anybody. <laughs> this is uh, like, this, like, okay. This alternate is, dimension. Yeah, schoolyard you rules, got, right? Yeah. You got like, beef with someone. You know who's yeah. it with? Um, but I, I know he could take. Uh, I, I'm, I'm confident that he could take Jerry, the Sauce Master, pretty, pretty easily. <laughs> I don't know, man. People have counted Jerry out for a long time, <laughs> and he keeps coming back. He is, he, he, he is the there, barnacle. Yeah, he is there. I don't know. <laughs> I wish you guys had a Jerry. I that's my new like I want a Jerry on every group. That is that is my political platform. A Jerry in every group. Uh, well, with that being said, we have we still have a lot to to kind of button up before we're ready for our five. But uh, you know what? I lied. One more one more super quick. You guys, uh, every group leading into arc five now has had a chance to roll up characters in cortex and have a super brief, like this is how the mechanics work. Yeah. Are th- that being said, are you excited about that for the new arc and why? Yeah. I'll, start I'll with go first with that. Okay. The, go, go, oh, Brian, go. Okay. Yeah, um, like, and this is one of the things I kind of hit on as we were kind of talking before the call started, uh, before the recording started, um, the switch to Cortex is very much you make up, you use your imagination to, to come up with whatever you need for that situation, and then you make the role fit that. Um, and so it seems like the rails are going to be off compared to what we're used to, because previously it was very much like, okay, I have these six options, and those are my only six options. Well, fuck. Like, you know, if you're put in a situation, you're just kind of stuck with what you have. But within Cortex, it's especially if you're playing like a caster, it's very much like, okay, well, I have this type of knowledge, these types of things to pull from. So I could cast this spell and I can make my role fit that aspect. And it seems like it's going to be much more open to interpretation for what we want our characters and how we want our characters to come across. I think to a lot of people, that's going to sound very wishy-washy and like, oh, you're just making it up now. But the way the Cortex rule set works is you can attempt almost anything. That does Mm -hmm. not mean you're going to succeed. There's still tons of failure. It's just, I think it's a little more engaging than like you go up. It's like, okay, I'm going to take my turn. Oops, I missed. I guess I'm done. Like it's, you could hear it in people's voice Mm -hmm. that they were both bored and frustrated, which is great. Like that's what you want. There's also the strategy with the roles, right? Like you can figure out like which ones you want your uh, like attack versus the, like the, the result to be like the attack versus damage. And so you can strategize with that a little bit more than like what you're saying of like, okay, well, I go up, I hit with the spear, then I hit with my pick. Well, that's my turn. That's the other thing I think in D&D fights where like there's tons of uh, – there's tons of um, 
<clears throat> like randomly generated stuff. It's like, oh man, can you imagine yeah. if I did this? Cortex, like there's a thousand ways you could dissect a fight. And it's like, Jesus, I should have picked this over this. Or man, can you, Im-? yeah, like there, there's, mm-hmm. I, I think it takes a lot of blame out of stuff where like, yeah. if you had and two I, rounds of combat in D&D and miss both times, it's like, well, I was utterly useless. Like I did mm-hmm. nothing. You know? And I think it also puts more of the strategy on the player. <laughs> You know, if it's yes. one of the things of like, okay, well, I want to be like a battleground, like a battlefield controller. You know, I want to put up barricades and I want to buff and I want to kind of move people about. Well, now I can strategize and do that versus before, you know, it's it's really just up to the six possibilities that are in my tank. What about you guys? Ian. I was pointing to Lisa Oh, we're oh, happy to talk. Because you're, I'm happy. you're below me yeah. on my yeah. screen. So to me, it's like my dick. I'm very excited about big things are coming. Uh, get ready. <laughs> Y'all ain't seen it. Y'all ain't seen it. Uh, big things are popping. Little things are stopping. Uh, let's, let's just... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited too. Like it was a little, I don't want to say overwhelming, Cause it's, you know, brand new to me. Um, but we, you know, we did that practice session and honestly, I think once we get going, it'll be really straightforward. Um, and I think it'll be really good, especially for like myself, cause I've only ever played like D and D and granted I started with like a D and D and worked my way up. But like, I think that having this freedom will force me to be a little bit more creative, but then also allow for those circumstances where you do, you know, like a cool move or something so i like that idea i i feel like all of you guys have been very good so we've transferred you to a minimum security prison <laughs> like <laughs> like there's a, like it felt like you guys are waiting to get trapped it's like so this door's just unlocked i could just walk out and you're cool with that <laughs> All no, right. this is Stanley Parable bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't, I don't trust it. Like, it, it, like several times. What's the catch? Yeah, so it's like so I just do this, this, and this. It's like yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> All right, like you just kept waiting for me to like. It's true. That was my first, my very first turn during that practice fight of like, can I make like a small barricade wall from here to here? Yeah, roll for it. I can do that. Yeah. Like my eyes getting like, what? But I didn't file my forms in triplicate. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Ian? Um, hello. Hello. I was punching you earlier, Lisa. I know. That's <laughs> why like me so on me. my screen. <laughs> I was going crazy. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I've I've always been, you know, I I like D and D, but I've always found that like any of the flavor in D and D is like a suggestion, and it's like, oh, wonderful, great, throw that away, and I'm just gonna do whatever, um, as long as it like fits fits the mechanics of it, you know. But D and D, like the mechanics. As as anyone who has DM'd or homebrewed something, and certainly Jason, you know this, having homebrewed a lot, like it's hard to make the your imagination fit to the mechanics of D and D, and you're almost like banging your head up against the wall trying to do that uh, because there there 
you know, they're 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 rigid structures that you can place stuff on, but they are they are rigid like that. And it's easier just to like go with those mechanics and be like, okay, and I'll and I and your imagination supports those mechanics. I feel like in Cortex, that's the other way where the mechanics actually support your imagination and your storytelling um, and your and the things that are important to you. Um, in terms of uh, tabletop role-playing gamers. Uh, and that, yeah, that's that's what I like about it. Okay. This is probably a story I would have told you a couple of years down the line, but now that we're away from D&D for the most part, I need to tell you about you and Xavier. So... About me and, and Xavier. And Exa- yeah, 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 yeah. You guys specifically, <laughs> you're very visual storytellers. Both of you work with a visual medium creatively for a living, and it's how you process stuff. D&D does not want that. So, like, when you started the Strahd campaign, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this, and it's like, but the sheet says, like, it's it doesn't want you to do that. So, like, it... It forces me to feel like that is a slight inconvenience, and that's not the way it should be. Because D&D takes it like you guys are playing with action figures, and you're like, and then pew, 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 and it's like, uh-huh, roll the D20. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like it's it's mm-hmm. like shepherding you through. It's not taking, like you said, it's not taking that into account. The dice tell you what you did, not right. you attempting something, and then, you know what I mean? And like, right. I'm sure there's a billion people who enjoy D&D exactly the way it's written. I yeah, yeah. I, and that's I, and that's great. That's fine. That's yeah. lovely. Yeah. I like I, D&D. I like There's D&D. no part I, of it. I still like D&D. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm still playing it month after month. Like it's not it was an amicable amicable breakup for the show like for the most part. Like we just wanted to play the field. There's a lot of RPGs out there, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, not only is it all a lot of stuff, but I also think for our purpose for what we need the system to do, mm-hmm. Cortex allows us to what exactly what Ian was talking about. It allows us to use our imagination and tell a story where in a much more fluid manner than constantly having to go back to the rule book of like and and checking what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. As specific as D D is, it can't cover everything. So there's yeah, there, yeah. There, there's stuff where you it's like I gotta make a judgment call here, and I think that's fair, or it's so specific it's like I don't know what page this is in one of the many books that I own. I own like twenty books for D and D. I have no idea. That's thousands of pages. Mm-hmm. In Cortex, it's like no. Here are the mechanics. You say what you want to do, and it it's just kind of a broad like here you are. That's how that works. And yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I really really enjoy it. And again, company's been. Uh, exceedingly kind um yeah that being said i am i am speaking with a canadian largely so she was going to be kind no matter what but (laughs) (laughs) uh well guys i think that's that pretty much covers everything uh thank you again for sitting down i really appreciate it and i cannot wait to be playing with you all again because it feels weird Absolutely. I loved yes. this, group. this group. I, I had a great time playing with this group. This was so, so fun. Me too. The next, uh, if, if a Patreon game ever fails, 
can we get this group back together for another Patreon game to continue the story? <laughs> well, uh, let me see. We're like getting ready one-off. to play. Yeah, we're playing a Fallout game, which I think has better odds than the Shadow of the Demon Lord game we're about to kick off. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll just, I'll just add another Patreon game. It's fine. Let's no, just, no. Uh, we get uh, the boss. No. When one stops, <laughs> then I will agree to sign the contract to come back. No stop, only play. <laughs> Should I call Bree in here? <laughs> She's not the boss of me. Either. <laughs> Hell, I'm not the boss of me. So I. <laughs> okay, let me call L. <laughs> no, she's very much the, the boss of me. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you uh, with the next group, whoever that's going to be uh, yeah. sitting down with. But uh, other than that, it's going to be Arc 5. So bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.